Hello and welcome to Mainstream by Pixel Sift. My name is Mitch and joining me today is Viv. Hey Viv. Hey, how's it going? And you might know Viv from such gems as Farming Fridays and many other Pixel Sift projects such as Paxel Sift. Uh, but here at Pixel Sift, we've made our name delivering some of the best indie games coverage from games around Australia and the world. Uh, but this is Mainstream Episode 8, and on Mainstream, we discuss what high-profile blockbuster games we've been playing recently in both our back catalogs or brand new, and as well as the what we've been reading in the news recently. So first up, Viv, what have you been playing? I've been playing Two Point Hospital. Nice. And uh, so I've also been playing Super Smash Brothers, uh, the new Super Smash Brothers game. And uh, yeah, I've been dragged to people's houses. I don't actually own it myself, but uh, yeah, let's jump into it. Australia's best video game podcast. Subscribe to Pixel Sift on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are found. All right. So Viv, Two Point Hospital, run me through it. So, for those who don't know what it is, it's like the spiritual successor to the old scene hospital. And I guess for a frame of reference, anyone who's played like The Sims, The Sims games, it's basically that type of game. You know, yeah. I, I was watching you play it on stream the other night, mm-hmm. and it reminded me a lot of Roller Coaster Tycoon, except it's oh. fun rides, people are getting treatment and oh, possibly yeah. dying. Yeah, yeah, that's, um, yeah, I, I'd, I'd say so. Actually, if anything, I've been watching this YouTuber because it came across my YouTube uh, recommendations, and this guy does the absolute worst things in these type of games. So in two point, he would make the worst hospital and somehow make profit out of it. So it seems like, it seems like yeah. the the worst hospital would just be some like a hospital with no equipment in it, and people just go in and like. Oh, yeah. So it's, it can be like a really windy receptionist area, like a maze that the patients have to walk all the way into the middle floor. And then it's like, oh, we don't have doctors. I guess you just go home. You know, that kind of stuff. So like when you play a Sims game, like the, ho- mm-hmm. the most horrible thing to do in a Sims game is create a pool and then take out the, the pool ladder so the, the Sims can't get out of it. Is there an equivalent of this in Two Point Hospital? Um, I guess it the equivalent would be not cool it's like a very indirect kind of thing though like the if, like for the worst case the worst possible scenario to happen in two points so um i guess the goal is you have to make money with this hospital that you've built and to make money you have to treat patients um however patients if they don't get attended too quickly enough they can die in your hospital and that's really bad for your reputation so i guess in, in akin to that if i don't treat patients quickly enough they just die in my hospital I guess that's kind of one way I could do it, or just don't hire any doctors, and then they just die in the hospital. Can you have like, so you have if you have a zero doctor hospital, they just die anyway? Yeah, probably. Because I notice you get like a really big shame notification when someone dies in your hospital. Oh yeah, like you know, like the death bell rings, and then it's yeah, like, oh, it this was guy's like a dying. huge downer. Oh yeah, and the, and the animation takes forever, so it's like oh look, this guy's dying now because of you. You know, it really, they really, they really draw it out. It's yeah. And then at the end of like each hospital year, you get evaluated. Oh, yeah, for sure. So you, there's like eight different categories. It's kind of like the Oscars for hospitals, but <laughs> yeah. And it, they evaluate on like, you, on like the best hospital and hospital with like no deaths or like best research hospital, that kind of stuff. I have never gotten the no death one. So <laughs> like someone dies every year. I mean, it's, it's pretty unreasonable to have uh... someone not die in a hospital. I've had a, actually, I've had a couple of places where 
patients didn't die for a couple of years, which was really good. Though last night I was playing it and um, <laughs> there was like a death ring, like a death bell every like five seconds. I was like, oh, oh okay, my God. yeah, that's that's fine. <laughs> this is okay. Everything is fine. Everyone's dying. That's that's how it is. So how is it possible to fail this game when I mean, you run out of money? Um, yeah, so you can run out of money. So if you've spent too much money or you've taken out too many loans, you don't pass the level. So like, it's like a stage game. So you start on one hospital, build it up to like three stars, and then you hop onto the next. Um, and if you can't use your resources well enough to kind of push you through, you don't pass it. That's yeah. I like I, I like the concept of the Oscars for hospital as the yeah. hospitals at the end of it. It's it's really great. Like so, how did you? So, how, do you? Other than you, who do you think this game is for? Um, I'd say this game is really good for people who really like to micromanage, because that's essentially what this game does. Like, allows you to right. do. You just you're just allowed to micromanage every intricate detail of, I guess, this hospital. You want to micromanage the temperature. You want to mi- micromanage how often your staff can take breaks, how often they can go to the toilet, everything. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. So, like, is it... So, so do you think... Like, do you think you'd be playing it, like, how much time do you think you're going to sink into this? Um, it, it depends where I am in the game. So, with, like, difficulty progressions and whatnot. If it's relatively easy, I'll just sit there and I can play for hours. You know? Like, um... Yeah, like if I'm having a good time and no one is dying, I can just sit there and play and micromanage all the doctors and all the stuff. Um, but if it gets harder, I'll just play it for like an hour or two and then kind of yeah, nice. hop on off. Like it's not something, like it can be intense, but it's something you can jump back into or leave at any time because it is like a, time, like a game you can pause. It came out in 2018, uh, Two Point Hospital, that is, and features some of the team features some of the team from the original Theme Hospital, which was originally made by UK-based studio Bullfrog. So that was Two Point Hospital uh, for Windows, macOS, and Linux. Uh, it is available on Steam um, and all the other consoles. I think it's available on Xbox One and Switch. And uh, yeah, it's been uh, so. It comes to console next week, actually, um, on PlayStation Four, Xbox One, and Switch. All right, so I think we could move on to our next game. Sit down for a chat with your pals in video games. This is Mainstream by Pixelsift. All right, so I've been playing Super Smash Bros. Ultimate recently, and playing is an interesting way of saying it because I've been going to, some, going to my friend's house and playing it, and he's really good. And him, him and his brother are really good. And our friend from out of town is locked in a bitter rivalry, which I heard was solved the other day when one of them beat the other. But uh, yeah, I'm kind of whenever I play Super Smash Brothers, it's kind of just like hitting buttons and making it happen. But I'm liking it so far. Do, do, okay. yeah. do, what, have you played kind of, it, Viv? Um, not quite. What kind of game is it? Would you say? I don't know. Okay, yeah. So basically, for those of you who don't know about the Super Smash Brothers phenomenon it's pretty much a collection it's a game where it collects like the very greatest of nintendo and now sega and uh also metal gear characters or also as a metal gear character in it well it's a it's a it's a collection of some of the greatest video game characters of all time and they are now in a single plane fighting game oh so like a side scroller almost 
Yeah, yeah. So that that kind of thing. So they just beat each other up, and the objective of the game is to pretty much knock the opponent as far away from the, the as far away from the arena as possible. I've seen I've seen my partner play it sometimes, and like I get yeah, I guess the point of it is to knock your opponents off the ledge or something like that. Yeah. So it like it doesn't really make sense to me in terms of how you do that because there's not a lot of there's like no hit points. So you gather like you gather damage. So like a damage is in percentages. So it starts at zero and it goes up from there. And the more damage you have, the further your character will go when they are hit in a certain way. So like so if you're on like you're on a hundred percent versus zero percent, a zero percent character might fly like a little bit further, but like a, a character on like 150% damage will fly like completely off the map and then get eliminated. I've I've just been like so I've been playing that intermittently at my friend's house. I don't actually own a Switch, which is like it, it's a weird gaming experience for me. So like I, I I have a lot of games and I have a I have a lot of gaming experience in other areas, but like it's interesting to play a game and be passionate about it at someone else's house. But like when I go home, I just don't really care about it and like. So then I've been, and then also the way I pick a character, because like the, 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 like the game is pretty colorful, mm-hmm. which is usually my thing. I love that stuff, but it's, I have trouble keeping track of the character on screen. So I've chosen, I've literally chosen the inkling, which is like from Splatoon. Oh yeah. yeah. And okay. I've chosen the purple version of that character because I can see it on screen. <laughs> Don't really care about what they can do. It's just because I could keep track of it. So and uh, exactly okay. because I, the, the one thing that kills me the most in Super Smash Brothers is I think the fact that I lose my character and then they just fall off the map because I was just not staring at the right <laughs> one and you just walked off without, without knowing that is exactly what happens I don't know it just seems like uh, whenever I play it's almost like if I if I even come close to damaging my friend it's like that scene in like Avengers in the in Avengers Infinity War when like Tony Stark has to like hit Thanos like 50 times with like all his most powerful moves and then like Thanos is like he gets like that. a little nosebleed <laughs> yeah, he, yeah and I'm just like god <laughs> god damn it's like he can't be killed yeah. and, which is essentially me in Super Smash Brothers <laughs> against my friend who's like a veteran of the game he's had every single version yeah and he's like unstoppable Oh, does is, he like? Does he like count the frames as well, and not? Oh, it's, he does. He he oh, goes. Wow. Oh, you're just not attacking in the right frame. I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah, it's, it's like, like uh, and he's like, you're not teching, and I'm like, what the hell does that mean? Yeah, I, I that all that stuff goes over my head. It's just like it, it. It's really interesting to play a game with someone who it's like almost like this game is their 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 thing, mm-hmm. and I'm just like kind of just there to be there. Mm-hmm. Was that one of the main things that stood out to you when you played uh, that? Pretty much. I mean, like, uh, I, I'm I'm talking, like, less about the game and more about my experience in, like, playing with, like, really experienced people mm-hmm. and, like, trying to just get a, like, a, get a foothold in the game. I think I did yeah. beat him. I beat him once only because, like, I borderline cheated. <laughs> it it's, it's seem, also seems like a game that shouldn't exist because, like, you've got all the Nintendo characters in there, obviously. Mm-hmm. Then you've got, like, Characters like from Platinum Games, like Bayonetta, mm-hmm. like she's also in it somehow. And then you got Solid Snake, who's also in it. Then you got Sonic, <laughs> who's also in this game, and he's been That's in there. Like funny. I remember, it was a it was a big deal when Sonic, like, entered the game. And now he's just there. Like it's mm-hmm. like, oh great, Sonic, just like the Sonic movie, which is yeah. Out. And then and then like Isabel from Animal Farm. Isabel Animal from... Farm. Oh my god, Animal Crossing. <laughs> I get the Animal Crossing. My bad. Yikes, yeah. Isabel from Animal Farm. What a nightmare. Wow. All right. 
Well, speaking of Isabel, I think it's time to move on to our first news topic. This is Mainstream by Pixel Sift. So recently it's it's come to my attention and yours, Viv, that the new Doom game and Animal Crossing are releasing on the same date. Yeah, that's right. And instead of being childish like some other fandoms, fandoms online, I'm looking at you Birds of Prey and Sonic fans, the Doom community and the Animal Crossing community has come together to share fan art and looking forward to playing each other's games. It's fantastic. Ah, it's so cute. It's like they're sharing the platform. Yeah, it's, it's, the it's great. Like, uh, there's, a, there's a tweet here by uh, Mr. Agent Strange, at Mr. Agent Strange, on Twitter, and uh, it's just a picture of a uh, Doom guy and Isabel admiring each other's work, and then uh, another picture of Isabel in the Doom armor. Yeah, so for those listening, then, um, he's um, Mr. Agent Strange on Twitter has taken two screenshots, one from the Reddit community of Doom and one from the Reddit community for Animal Crossing, and both of them have fan art of the Doom characters, I guess, being a big fans of the like of Isabel from Animal Crossing and same the other way around where uh, Isabel is dressed up as like a Doom character. So it's like this really cute crossover of um of these two fandoms kind of coming together and being very supportive of each other and I it's so good. And like the games could not be the the games could not be more different. Yeah. But I feel um, like that comes from like that I feel like this works because like you said like the two games are so different that like there's really not much of competition like it makes no sense for like a doom person to go at animal crossing because oh it's a popular game you know doom should get the attention it's like it's two very different audiences but i i like i like this doom thing i like it mm, i like yeah. it a lot me too i'm looking forward to doom guy being in the super smash brothers <laughs> and <laughs> One then day. we can play as isabel and doom guy on the same team so mitch i've heard that blizzard is working on some animated overwatch dude i am so excited about that like it it's been a long time coming like i'm like so, like is this like a new animated series that they're working on well okay so that is it it's right now it, it's sitting in between a little bit of a rumor but it seems like it's true uh because uh so um one there's a it, this comes from the linkedin profile of uh nick van Nick Van Dyke, the co-president of Activision Blizzard Studios, um, and so his um, his LinkedIn profile says that. Uh, let's have a look here. There is currently in pre-production uh, for distribution of of a of a animated series for Diablo uh, through mm-hmm. Netflix, and uh, so and that's because he is now listed as I think an executive producer on on these two shows in his linkedin so i don't know how true that is like i'm not really sure how like like if you want to keep these things under wraps it's, it seems like a, a really bad way to blow it like if you yeah. just put it on your linkedin but uh right now the internet is treating it like it's real and i'm really really hope that uh i hope that's true because those animated shorts that come out every like every couple of months for overwatch some of the yeah. highlights of my year yeah those are pretty damn good and like even people that like don't play Overwatch, like they oh yeah, are... like a lot of animators watch those and they're like, wow, this is really great. I love what they did here, or like from a story perspective. You know, yeah, just a lot of them. I think of, that, a good time. The, I think the last Bastion actually got an award the year it came out. Did it? Yeah, I need to double check my sources on that. 
but um, I think it did get an award. But um, the reason why I want to still kind of treat this as speculation because there's no, there's been no official word from Netflix, um, right. even though like people have been like speculating for years that an Overwatch kind of animated short thing would be a good fit for Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, they already have uh, like similar adaptations, like the Castlevania series, which is pretty well received for a video game thing on Netflix. Like mm-hmm. people love that. Everyone that I've, everyone that I know that's watched that has loved it. So uh, yeah, it, it was really good. Yeah. So just for clarification, uh, the Overwatch Last Bastion uh, was nominated in 2017 uh, for a Webby's Award, uh, the People's Choice. So it didn't that- win, mm-hmm. although it should nominated. have. <laughs> it got nominated. Right. That was that's the one where Bastion It's the walks. one where Bastion wakes up. Ah, okay, okay. And then he walks out of the thing and then he like it's like it and then he and then like he triggers the forest. His, yeah, it triggers something triggers his PTSD. Yeah, essentially, yeah, that one. Yeah. Okay. And that that I agree, that is the best one. It's uh, not my favorite one. I think my favorite one is still I don't know, my favorite one is probably still either the May one or the Sombra one. I was gonna say my favorite one was probably the Reinhardt one. Oh, the right hand one's good. That one's great. Really good. Yeah. Anyway, that's what's been happening in the news. You're listening to Mainstream by Pixelsift. Visit us on pixelsift.com.au. This has been Mainstream by Pixelsift. It's the video games that Pix- the Pixelsift team have been playing over the over the weeks and what we've been reading online. Uh, my name is Mitch, and thanks for being part of episode eight, Viv. Thanks for having me. And uh, thanks to Brian Fairbanks from Salty Dog Sounds for composing the mainstream theme music. And uh, Viv, where can people find you on Twitter if they want to hear more of your thoughts? I don't have many, but if they would like to find me, I'm on Twitter as at Color Supply, uh, C-O-L-O-U-R-S-U-P-P-L-Y. And, uh, oh, and if you want to find me, uh, I'm at 643. That's six, the number four. and T and the number three. It's a really confusing at, but uh, yeah, I've been told that it's okay. Um, so if you want to give PixelSiv a follow on social media as well, that's at PixelSiv and uh, on Facebook and Instagram as well. Just give it a search. You'll just see our yellow icon. And if you want to check out our other Australian podcast award-winning indie game show, search for PixelSiv in your podcast player of choice and look for that same yellow logo. We've got heaps more for use to check out, so head onto our website to see videos, articles, and much more on pixelsift.com.au and give us a rating or a review. That is pixelsift.com.au. So like what you've heard, um, why not tell a mate that you've liked the show, get them to subscribe on their phone. Seriously, just take it, hit the subscribe button for us. That would be amazing. It's free. That's it for this episode of Mainstream. Until next time, keep playing the games and have fun. Bye.